When I was in the early years of elementary school, I remember regularly getting pulled out of class and uh, having this teacher walk with me and we would go into what was known as the resource room, which was really just a closet with a bunch of books. Uh, and I would have to sit there and work on these, these sheets uh, going through speech therapy. See, when I was a kid, uh, for some reason or another, I just could not pronounce the letter S. It came out as a th sound. Uh, and so uh, regularly, I remember struggling through these sheets, working on skates and snakes uh, over and over again and writing them out and pronouncing them over and over again. And, and meanwhile, the whole time in Metropolis, Superman was saving the city. Uh, <laughs> um, it, was, it, was, it was labor. It was work. I remember there were tears. There was a struggle. It was monotonous. At times, I didn't think I was ever going to get it. But eventually, um, because people cared enough to tell me that I was saying it wrong, and because they put in the work and the time to continue to rebuke and change uh, my behavior and the way that I was speaking, um, I mean, aren't we all glad that we're not talking about Solomon and his sons? <laughs> aren't, we, aren't we all thankful that someone cared enough about me and you uh, to put in that work, to correct me and walk with me until I got it right. This morning, as we look at the Proverbs and we look at family, um, I think there's no one in a better spot in our lives who know us better, who also know the things that we need to change. Rebuke, correction, pointing out our blind sides, those blind spots in our lives where we don't normally see, those things we don't know about ourselves. How do we respond to our family's criticisms? We're going to pick it up here. Um, we've got a proverb, Proverbs 13, verse 1. A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. How do we respond when someone rebukes us, particularly our family? Uh, I mean, family is, is the natural place that we often get rebuke from. They know us better than anyone else, but it's also a really difficult place to hear rebuke or correction from because we also know their blind spots. We know their stuff and very easily can be weaponized and thrown back at them. Uh, I remember there was uh, one sort of counseling session I had in particular, sitting with uh, a couple of people who were working through an issue, and uh, I could visually see what was going on. It was, it was kind of shocking, where one person over here had a criticism, had something they were annoyed about or frustrated about, and it was boiling over, and so they, you know, they said, hey, I think I see this in you. And it was amazing. The other person, it was, you could almost physically see it. It was like as that, as that criticism was coming towards them, they threw up a shield and they, to deflect the criticism. And then they just so happened to have all of these, these grenades that it's like they've been storing up for months and months of, well, at least I, whoo, kaboom. You know, well, you always, whoo, kaboom. Well, at least I never, whoo, kaboom. It was just amazing to see that, 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 that this go on where, where one criticism was coming across and it was like this defense mechanism went up a shield and they started fighting back desperate for their lives. See, I think we actually uh, all do this. 
Um, we talked a couple of weeks ago about how our brains work, how any information we get, including criticism, comes first through our limbic system. And our limbic system is where we feel emotions before it gets to our cortex, which is where we process thought. And so when someone comes at us with rebuke or comes at us with a criticism, it first goes through this, this emotional part of us um, where we feel anger, perhaps. We feel um, exposed. We feel hurt. Perhaps we feel betrayed and we get all these emotions that rise up within us before we're able to actually even think about the criticism and whether there's any merit to it. Another proverb which says sort of the exact same thing on, on the wisdom of hearing a rebuke is Proverbs 17.10. A rebuke goes deeper into a man of understanding than a hundred blows into a fool. Are we willing to allow people to actually call us out? Are we humble enough to acknowledge that I'm a sinner saved by grace and I'm still a work in progress? I'm not perfect. And it's one thing to, to know that in our heads and it's another to hear other people tell us that um, because it, it, it brings up these emotions that I think in many ways are this fight or flight kind of response. We feel attacked so therefore we either we get defensive, we put up a wall and we fight back. Perhaps we, we we, we run away from it. There's that flight of, no, I'm out of here. We run for our lives. I can't handle this. And we just leave or we just freeze and we go numb and we close ourselves off to it and wait for it to end. And hopefully no one notices us in the corner. Uh, and I think criticism can, can stir these things up in us, these natural responses. Um, the Proverbs here says wisdom listens to a rebuke. Wisdom listens to criticism. We need to allow it to pass through our emotions and, and acknowledge that, yeah, we're going to feel those things, especially if it feels like someone's attacking us. We're going to feel afraid. We're going to feel that, that, that anger. We're going to feel those things. Can we work through those to actually process whether or not they're actually trying to help us in love look more like Jesus, to work on our sins, to work on our flaws, to grow in wisdom and character? Because wisdom, living skillfully, means that we need to listen to rebuke in our life because maybe there's something we need to hear. It was uh, a few months ago, I had, uh, I had someone, I won't name names, but I had someone sit me down and, and tell me that in my ministry, that there were people who felt that I didn't care about them. Uh, and it was, it was a rebuke. It was, it was a criticism, a challenge on the way that I was, I was ministering to people. Uh, and I, I remember working through these feelings, right, of I'm sitting there feeling somewhat attacked criticized. And, and, and first of all, I got defensive. People don't think I care about them. Those morons, they have no idea, right? Uh, the, the, the anger starts to build up and I want to defend myself. Um, but I remember going, okay, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that pass. I'm just going to sit in this for a minute. And then, then there came another wash of emotions where I wanted to attack. And I wanted to go, yeah, well, guess what people are saying about you? You know, you want to throw one back. But I let that pass and I just sat in it. And it took me a few days. I said, hey, thanks. I, I, I hear that. I just need to, I need to wrestle with that for a bit. And I had to sort of do some processing and, and, and thinking through, going through the limbic into the cortex where I could actually think about why are there people who don't think I care about them because I care deeply. And, and I started to, to process this criticism, this rebuke, and realize that, okay, it wasn't true. 
that I actually did care very deeply, but why is it that people think I don't care? And that led me to a place of really examining my communication and, and some of the assumptions I was making. And for me, in my household, the way that I grew up, for example, um, yelling was just like punctuation, right? If you were serious about something, then you yelled to make sure people understood you were serious. Because if you weren't yelling, people wouldn't know you were serious. That, that was <laughs> my background. Uh, and so when it comes to the gospel, when it comes to the hope of salvation, when it comes to Jesus, there's nothing more serious than that. And so, of course, I need to tell people and emphasize through yelling that this is important. Um, but what I came to realize as I was reflecting on this rebuke, on this criticism, was that, well, not everyone processes it in the same way. And that often people actually hear yelling as something else entirely. And if I do actually care about people, then I need to learn how to change my communication so they can hear it. And so I took a criticism, a rebuke, I allowed it to work through the emotional stuff without responding uh, and then processed it and, and tried to figure out where the truth was and how I needed to change. And, and for me, uh, hopefully you've noticed the difference. Uh, perhaps I seem more likable. Uh, I hope that's, that's part of what's going on, but I, I'm seeing a change and there's wisdom in listening to rebuke. And so for us, are we humble enough to listen to others when they have something to say to us, particularly our family? No one knows you better. And yes, you're going to want to fight back because you know their stuff too that they're not aware of. But are you willing to listen because truly I believe they do love you and want what's best for you? Are you willing to listen? And here's, here's the discipline that I want to encourage you with today. It's very simple, very practical. When there's criticism, when there's rebuke, Instead of fighting back, instead of running away, instead of freezing, say this, thank you, I hear that, just give me some time with it. Which gives you the time to process through the anger, how dare they say that, don't they, you know? You can process through a little bit of that and put it aside because those are it's natural that that's going to come up. And instead, you can then start to look at the rebuke. And, and you're going to either know, A, yes, absolutely, I know that it's true. I'm just ashamed and I feel exposed. And you can work through that. Or maybe it's something you're not aware of. You're shocked that this is something that's true about you, that that's a perception, or or you didn't realize it about yourself, and you got to work through that. Or perhaps it's it's about communication and about something you're saying or a way that you're acting, which is being portrayed or coming across a different way, and you can get defensive and angry about it. But actually, you can't change the way that anyone else receives something. All you can do is change the way that you communicate it. And so it's taking that rebuke and it's applying a change in your life. Otherwise, we just keep falling into the same problems, the same sin, the same patterns, the same relational struggles and strife. Wisdom is to take rebuke and to hear it, to heed it, to work through it. It kind of comes down to the question of, of do we want to grow? I mean, God's will for us is sanctification, that we become more and more like Him. And that's not going to happen without some conflict, without some pushback, without some rebuke, and without some criticism, because we all have things to work on. And so again, Jesus forgives. We don't have to let guilt wash over us when someone exposes something. All of us are in the same boat, yet Jesus continues to show grace and forgiveness, reaches out his hand like he did the woman caught in adultery, and he says, neither do I condemn you. Now go and sin no more. 
So, so walk in the freedom of Jesus and the forgiveness, even in those things that are called out in you. Say, thank you. I hear it. Give me some time. And then process it and determine what it is God is calling you to do with that. I think that's the way that we walk forward in wisdom in our families. Let me pray. God, we thank you that, uh, that though we are sinners saved by grace, and though, though all of us are still a work in progress, trying to live up to that which we've already attained, God, thank you that you have patience for us and you have grace for us, and help us to hear rebuke and criticism from those who love us. Help us to be open, even accepting of it, so that we can look more like you, we can shed off sin, so that we can walk in more freedom and more faith. God, give us the, the courage and the wisdom to do that. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, um, hopefully, that, uh, hopefully that's helpful uh, as we seek to, to look more like Jesus together. Um, hope you have a great day. We'll see you again soon.